Hello and welcome back to the holiday edition of the FPL Roundtable podcast. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. And I'm the co-host, Rob Langevin, in a happy holiday spirit, Kevin. How about you? You happy in Holly? Yeah, man, I'm having a great holiday. The Steelers kind of screwed me at the weekend, but uh, fantasy football went very well. And I'd like to shout out to all of the people in my fantasy football league that were worse than me. Um, I'd like to thank you for your money and Absolutely. your friendships that will now be destroyed by how much of a jerk I'm going to be about winning. Yeah, totally, <laughs> to- totally thank them for their money because that's basically what you want from them. Thank Absolutely. You for, thank you for being stupid. Thank you for being <laughs> your money. Yep. Uh, so anyway, special shout out to Brian McManus for uh, almost messing me up, but he didn't. Uh, Tottenham are are doing well. Your Chelsea side's doing a little bit better, huh? They're actually looking like a football club. Yep. I'm, start, I'm starting to like it. I'll take a 0-0 at, at United. Yeah, and Willian had a little dip. I, I honestly have my finger on the trigger to bring him in. Now I'm probably going to wait a little bit more, but uh, yeah, things, things looking up. Except for Hazard, who's, oh, he, his extended dumb. stats continue to just be... Horrible. People are just like, it's going to turn around. I'm telling you, if, if you look at like the deep-lying stats, this oh, isn't turning around anytime soon. He's bad. He's bad. I mean, you know, the, he's. I know it's cliche to say someone's a dumpster fire, and you, you post a picture of a dumpster, and it's on fire. But <laughs> Ed Nazard fantasy value in any format, even in, in, in DraftKings or in, in Paga, or, you know, it's he's awful. He's absolutely awful. He got me one point. Uh, I mean... With ancillary stats, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's not doing anything he's not dribbling he's not creating chances he's not making tackles he's not doing anything i he's doing a great job and i've said this before he's, he's doing a great job of winding himself out of chelsea yeah here's a question so we're not saying bring him into your fpl sides on the official game because why would you do that to yourself here's a question you're the hazard owner in our toggle league mm-hmm. if you weren't the owner and someone else dropped him would you bother picking him up yeah absolutely okay i would o- only only because you know, if he figured it out, yeah, absolutely. You're you're still getting, you know, it's like somebody drops it, it, in any other format. Like if somebody drops a first round running back because he's injured and gets replaced by, or like know, I got Eric Decker for nothing. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, there's <laughs> there's situations, especially with the with the depth and the the, cap- the capabilities of fantasy assets in in football, it, they're limited because there's only so many guys that are actually going to you know give you. You know, you're gonna you're gonna bring, you're gonna drop Ed Hazard and bring in Jordan Veritude. I mean, you know, I mean, it 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 be it'd be a hard pill to swallow for me to be like, you know what, Hazard's not doing anything. I wasted a first round pick on him. But that, that's why you have a bench. You you sit him on the bench, and it, and worst comes to worst, guess what? He sits on your bench, and you change your roster from a a a four four two to a a five three two. You know, you you just yeah. situate you you mess around with your roster and situate yourself. Because if he's not giving you anything, he's not going to give. It's not going to hurt to put him on your bench. Absolutely agree. Uh, we can just jump straight into price changes if you'd like. A couple sure. of Palace defenders go up. Here's a hint: they're the ones that we like. It's my yeah. boy Joel Ward versus your boy Scott Dan. Joel Ward is one point two less, which I think makes my case for me. But that's not the point. Uh, together, them the Palace defense three clean sheets in their last four. Joel Ward is the bigger threat for assists. Dan, the bigger threat for goals. You're a Chelsea fan. Does this matchup scare you at all? Uh, you know what? It doesn't scare me any more than the United match that we just saw. Uh, Crystal Palace, I mean, there's going to be no Balassi in this game again. Uh, yeah, it looks like he's going to be out for a while, which is a know, great concern. And the fact that they have no Wickham up front, they, they started doing this under Wickham. We talked on the last show about how you can't discount 
the team's attack for your fantasy teams on their defense because Palace were actually holding the ball up further up the pitch. Mm-hmm. Now that probably won't be the case as much. So yeah, I, I think that yeah. is a very good point. I'm not. I'm not really. I'm not really nervous about you know Jordan much. Or I, I think if anybody, if you're looking for a long shot, shot in the dark, and you're in a in a you know a draft format, not not the official game. How about a Maryland Shamak this week? I yeah. think he's probably going to get some good run with Wickham out, and you know you get the the human highlight dribbling machine Wilfred Zaha is probably mm-hmm. going to get a good good run up top. Uh, he's going to create matchup nightmares because we've seen Ivanovic. He's he's getting better, but I think the team is playing better. Not Ivanovic totally is playing better. I think the defensive unit as a core is playing better. So if if Zaha switches fields like he does and he likes to do a lot, hmm. uh, Ivanovic is going to be in for a long day. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, <laughs> a player to keep an eye on, but definitely not to bring in, is highly touted prospect Sule Kai Kai, who uh, Palace have recalled from loan. Uh, to play out wide uh, in in Belassi's absence, whether or not he does immediately, I I don't know. I, I wish I knew this offhand. Uh, obviously, Dwight Gale is another player that can play there as well as Bakari Sako. I think they're both still injured, um, but Sulekai Kai is very highly rated. If if there this was like the MLB and you had a top hundred <laughs> prospects list, he'd be in there. Yeah, um, he'd be in like the like the mid thirties, yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He, he's he's a guy who has talent. He just hasn't shown it at that time. Yeah, level it's yet. if he puts it all together or not. Yeah, and he's got to find the right right team and the right you know form in that in that team to you know the right shape to, to, to really find. Impact. Yeah, he's 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 a good player. He's got speed and he's good on the ball. But I, I I'm willing to see what he's. I don't think he's going to do much. I don't think he's going to play this week. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little premature. But but he's definitely a guy. You know, in the later. dynasty league that we will eventually make. Oh, totally, <laughs> and it's totally happening. But we'll probably start at the last week of the year. <laughs> then we can pick up all the best players for ourselves and nobody else will know. Speaking yes. of which, um, in uh, uh, fantasy, I just picked up Kevin White the day after I won the championship. It's a good pickup. Yeah, right? But mm-hmm. but my concern is, so I have Kelvin Benjamin for three bucks, mm-hmm. Martavis for four, mm-hmm. and now Kevin White for five. And I'm not sure I want those to be my three receivers. Yeah, it's tough. Just I mean, just because they're all, it's a whole bunch of upside, Yeah, but a whole I, bunch I, of low floors. I, l- I like dumpster diving at the end of the season. I, I just this morning because uh, I saw that Steve Smith is coming back for 2016. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, so I picked them back up. I got them for three bucks next year. So that's a that's a decent get for me. I'll take it. Not bad at all, dude. We can start just calling this a fantasy football podcast because well, we we split half and half basically now. We just do it football slash football and yeah. confuse the confuse the hell out of people. <laughs> Listen to the fantasy football and football show. You know, uh, I, believe, I believe Mares is going to pass for 400 yards. <laughs> that's actually really funny because i i have a, a whatsapp group from all the guys in my fantasy league and so every morning it's every morning it's all about the premier league because we, we all are fans except for one guy and so somebody was like how did boyan do this morning and my american friend just goes he had uh two rushing touchdowns <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, had a, he had an interception and three pass defenses yeah right three passes defense yeah true um but anyway, pick up those Palace guys. I, yeah. I I just think Joel Ward at 4.5 is definitely worth having. I I just don't like center backs. Although, I don't know if I did this since the last show or not, but I did bring in uh, Eric Peters and Toby Alderweireld. I dropped Collar off as soon as I heard that the Vincent Company injury is going to be another month. Mm-hmm. I want no part of that. They did just keep their first clean sheet uh, without Company of the season in <laughs> yeah. December. Uh, but I, I just don't want to be a part of that anymore. And I dropped Danny Rose for Toby Alderweireld because it looks like Rose is getting dragged back into a positional battle with Ben Davis, who mm-hmm. is not the better player for me. 
but works better with Jan Vertonghen. Uh, and, and if you look at the stats, it's really interesting. Tottenham have nine clean sheets, and Ben Davis has four of them. Four, yeah. Yeah, and he has not been in many of those matches. Anyway, staying on a Tottenham theme, because it, you have to, because winter it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, which is Lily White, or some segue. Um, <laughs> Harry Gain has three goals and assist in his last three matches, nine successful take-ons. The best, of course, being the one on Van Dyke. Made him look absolutely silly. Uh, Kane Stock and goal tally both probably set to continue. The average defense of Spurs' next three opponents is a lofty 15.7, including an Everton side that have been very, very Mm -hmm. poor defensively. So I love that. And this next one, I'm probably going to steal off your list, it's your boy, Marco the Sharko Arnautovic, 6.4. You know he's averaging five points per match this season? Yeah, he's sick, dude. Five. He's a straight, he's a straight six. I've never seen a human being kick the ball harder with more expectation than him. <laughs> Every time. And he's like, oh, I can't believe I missed it. And it, like, killed somebody in Spain. Yeah. It uh, literally, <laughs> he, he literally just sends howitzers. Every time he touches the ball, he's like, here, get this pass. Boom. He's like he's like Hodor from, from Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, but, yeah, Stokes seemed to have finally found scoring form. They're averaging two goals a game over their last four, despite the fact that before that they were the lowest scoring side in the league. It does seem like they finally figured it out. I still think they have to work Mama Birm Diouf in there at some point, push yeah. Bojan back to a creator. I don't think Afalai helps them as much as they think they do, but how could you mess with what they're doing right now? I you totally can't. get that from, yeah, you can't. Uh, so I do understand that. They face just two top ten defenses in their next nine matches. Yeah, you you definitely need a potter on your defense. I don't care what drug you you smoke on the on the daily, but you need a potter defensor. There's two there's two staples right now for me on defense after the you know the top guys on the table. You know you, you have everybody everybody wants a Man City defender, everybody wants a Spurs defender, and everybody wants an Arsenal defender. After those, if you're not rounding out your defensive roster with a potter, Bullshit or Peter is probably yeah, in particular. Yeah, any well, interesting Glenn Johnson? I keep seeing him I, up the ranks, and I I've seen too much Glenn Johnson football in my life. I think it's a good idea. Funny thing is, I I have a propensity to like center backs better, you know, center backs better than wing backs. So I've actually this week I'm actually bringing in Glenn Johnson. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll but be I'm, fun. But I'm losing the the, the plague known as VBD. So. Yeah, yeah, that that has obviously not oh. gone very uh, well. Uh, oh. I think I think this that is they haven't kept a clean sheet since November seventh. I'll check on that because I think it's uh, I think we're going to talk about it a little bit later and start sits. Um, in terms of players going down in price, Dimitri Payet is down to seven point six, expected to be in the squad at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Lanzini's already back. Mm-hmm. I think West Ham could start making a push, and if they do, Payet's probably at the root of it. Is is this a situation where you'd be willing to buy in a little early? I know we usually say, "Well, wait," or do you want to wait and and see if there's some production first? You know. It's it's an interesting question because I'm I'm looking at my own roster and trying to fathom how I'm going to work my own roster and now I'm going to translate that to the whole fantasy universe that's listening at home. You know, there's a lot of questions now. Everybody's questioning a lot of the, the talent that they have at midfield. Is, is Philippe Coutinho have we seen what he is and not enough consistency? Jorginho Wijnaldum is this is what we're going to see constant two point efforts since his 14-point blowout every every month. Well, he does it like once every five weeks where he gets something more than two points. Uh, David Silva, who we've touted on this show thousands of times, is he is he not showing enough to, to warrant his 10.0 price tag? 
And then now nine have, nine. Yeah. Yeah. Now nine nine. The the thing with Payet is, you know, I I know there's rumors that he's going to play this. I don't think he. I don't. I, I think don't, he's in the squad. He plays, he's not starting. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it, the only reason he comes, the only way he comes in is if West Ham gets yellow yellow carded through the midfield a ton and he gets maybe twenty to thirty minutes. That's the most I could see him playing. There's no way that I think they rush him back in to, for a, for a hard fixture against Liverpool. I think that they probably will, you know, ease him back into the situation in a in a more comfortable format where they're playing somebody that he can expand what he's done. Next week, the game following that is against Bournemouth. It's a great chance to do yeah. it. And West Ham, West Ham's upcoming fixtures: Liverpool, Bournemouth, Newcastle, Man City, Aston Villa. You know, three out of three five. Three of those five, yeah. You yeah, three at three out of five. You love. And everybody who was on the Payet bandwagon, I mean, if Payet never got injured, he'd he'd probably be at like eight five right now. If he never got yeah, injured. and he'd be in that same ownership bracket of like the front three of Lukaku, Igalo, Vardy, yeah. Mares. Yeah. Barkley. Yeah, he'd be, probably be what Barkley is. He'd yeah. probably be, be exactly what Barkley is. And and score scoring wise, he'd probably be giving you the same return as mm. as Ross Barkley. So yeah. I mean, I, I we both love Dimitri Payet. We you know when he was not injured, he was basically the staple the, of our the, team. Yeah, absolutely a staple of our midfield. So you know, I mean, it's something to look for as long as you're you're not expecting an immediate outcome and you're still going to push with your three. Three forwards, then you don't need him. You can bury him as your you know, your third sub. Um, but but yeah, he's definitely somebody that you need to keep an eye on. And I'm personally keeping an eye on because I know Lanzini came back. He got he got half the half the game last on the night, week nineteen or week was it week twenty? Mm. Week twenty. But he, you know I love Lanzini for his five dot two price tag. I mean besides Della Ali, who else are in that price range? Can impact even, your team like that? Yeah. yeah, you know who else would it, like invigorate you at that price point? That allows you to go from Lukaku, Ugalu, Vardy up top to any any combination up top, even if you wanted to add Aguero, because you're basically subtracting three from your midfield because his price tag is only five, you know, five dot two. The mm-hmm. average price of anybody who you want to own in midfield is about eight. So you basically can get Lukaku, Kane, and Agalu up top, which is just sick sick with it. Yeah. Uh, um, and then you wouldn't have to worry about a fifth midfielder. Um, this is it. This is if you actually have more than one transfer. Obviously, some people don't. You know, everybody plays their roster different. But, but anyway, back to Dimitri Payet. Uh, yeah, everybody at home, you need to keep your eyes on him right now. Um, I don't. I don't know what else to say. If, yeah. you're, if you're not paying attention to it, you're you're obviously forgetting what he did. What he was. Yeah. For me, I'm. I. This is uh, Erickson's make or break week for me. Uh, if he, he if he fails to do it again against a soft Everton defense, that's probably the move I'm making, especially if I start to see that percentage ownership start to creep up a little bit, which implies that that price is not far behind. Because mm-hmm. uh, the fact that he could be got at 7-6 and could push you up by thousands, really, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I think Ab- is absolutely, absolutely. necessary. Uh, you, mentioned, I mean, he... you mentioned Vardy there uh, as a striker option. He drops to 7-6. First time this season. I know he hasn't scored in his last three. I uh, looked at a, a few deeper stats. Shots on target. Chances created both way down over his last four. I'm probably not giving up on him yet. He has Bournemouth and Villa as two of his next three. Uh, which you obviously love him in. Is the league starting to figure him out? Maybe a little bit. But it took till December. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you got to love those two matchups. The one in between is against Tottenham. He actually has two matches against Tottenham uh, back-to-back because of the uh, FA Cup starting up. 
So that that will be interesting to keep an eye on. But I mean, Vardy against Bournemouth and Villa just is too tasty for me to give up on him now. Are are you bailing on that price to to try to get Kane in there? No, not. I mean, not with the upcoming fixtures against Bournemouth and Villa. You, if, if you're going to dump them, it's probably it's the after game those after, after Villa because you've got Stoke, Liverpool, Man City, Arsenal yeah. in a row. You don't love uh, that. <laughs> I mean, if you're ever going to make a move, it's probably the first of, you know, Feb- you're looking at February for Vardy. Yeah. I mean, he's he's giving you so much gain and he, his ownership is so much that everyone's still going to own him and not going to drop him. The, yeah, so you're not going to be you drop, you're not you're not gaining and or losing that you know, that much. It's basically like a lateral move. You're basically, you know, throwing a penny in a well and, you know, and hoping that something else right. happens. Yeah. yeah. But he, his return is probably equal to what, you know, somebody else would do because of those fixtures. And probably cheaper still. So Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And then uh the other player that I thought of note going down, it's your boy Jerry D. Chances oh. created have dipped, averaging just one per game over his last four matches, just one of those being an assist. He did score on Monday, but has two top five defenses in his next two. So, obviously, not a huge fan of that. Do you think it's time to maybe switch off that differential play? Which we talked about a little bit last week about template teams. Differential yeah. plays haven't necessarily brought great success of late. Yeah. Um, you know, if you are if you have Delafeu as... It's, he's probably your fifth midfielder. There's no way he's he's more than that because you were playing him as a differential play. Um, you know his six dot three price tag. Like I'd probably downplay and go and go to like a Spurs play. Go to Della Ali at five. What is he five four now? Della Ali. Mm. Um, because, like you said, his chances created are done. Everton is is has when he's in, and he's in a wider position. They they flourish when Everton kind of kind of has the game flow in a different direction, he kind of disappears. I know this is a this is a very cliche thing. Cliche is the word of the day for me. Cliche thing to say. Guile cliche. Yeah. Oh, is that a title? That feels a little titly. Yeah, totally. Rob <laughs> is Rob is all getting all guile cliche. <laughs> Did you like that with the Cameron that, Jerome one? I told you. That was good. <laughs> the uh but you know we we've mentioned before Jorginho disappears when the game flow doesn't go through him and I think that's the case with, with Delafeu. Uh Everton is it's still a high is a good scoring team, and I think that he'll have spurts where he is useful and lucks into an assist. But you know the goal that he scored, you know I wouldn't expect it to continue as a as a constant return from a fantasy perspective. All right, were there any guys uh, price changes that you wanted to mention? You know, uh, price down. Coutinho went down. Uh, I I watched the game the game uh, yesterday or today because we're taping today. Um, I didn't see enough from him to to warrant you know, what's going on with his price and his outcome, you know, has, has he done anything in the last week or month rather? No, he's got zero, zero, two, two, three, three. I know he missed two of those games against Swansea and Newcastle, but that's his return over the last six games, six games, two, two, three, three, zero, zero. I mean, that's not somebody yeah, you want. That's not good enough. He's basically your third midfielder. And that's, that's what um, Erickson's getting to. If he doesn't put in a return yeah. this week, you know, I, I don't, Coutinho for me, I, and I love Coutinho. I have him in every format possible I can possibly get him in because I thought at the beginning of the year, I thought this was going to be his year, and I've been riding him, and I've basically been rostered. He's been my one guy that I've never transferred in or out. Um, but it's getting to getting to that point where, you know, he's the guy I'm sitting in midfield if I'm playing three, three midfielders right now. He's not starting over De Bruyne. He's not starting over Mares. He's definitely not starting over Otsel. And I'd probably play Silva over him only because of the expectations that Silva could just blow up at any game and get three assists or a goal, and because that's the way City 
place. Uh, but but Coutinho to me, he and I just saw I just read something on Twitter. It's actually funny. He's the most tra- he's the most transferred out player in the last forty eight hours. So <laughs> um, people are ex- expecting less from him than everybody is doing. So yeah, Philippe Coutinho on the down. Uh, you mentioned Erickson, Jorginho went down. Cedric Southampton. If you're owning a Southampton player, don't just, just shoot yourself. Although, uh, uh, I will get to this in a sec. Tadic is a very streaky player and does look like he's on the positive streak at the moment. Yeah, it's like owning the best player on a really bad team. <laughs> in that is a very polite fan- way of in, saying that. <laughs> in, fan- in fantasy baseball. It's like, yeah. owning Joe, it's like owning Joe Mauer on the Twins. Or like El Tuve two years ago. There you go. Mm. You know, he's giving you... your ho- It's a women of hope for a, a, you know, a home run. You're basically sitting there waiting for a grand slam to be hit by Tucson, <laughs> Tucson Tadic. Which you'd require um, four players or three players to be yeah, on base. Yeah, so. com- completely. And, they, and the Saints are just lost. Uh, they, they're just getting pummeled and their team. Remember when Pella was a must-own striker and I was like, nah, Doc. Yeah. Remember when, like I said, like two months ago that, that the Saints would be like top five defending, defensive team? Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Well, they, on, on, on talent on paper, they totally are. But the, the effort and team form is just yeah, in, the, in, the, in the tank. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you've touched on a lot of the players, you know, it's funny, Kolarov went down the week, before, like, the, in between the weeks, so that's a weird, Yeah, I think a, a lot down. of people thought he was going to miss that second match. Yeah, because we probably told everybody. <laughs> I did think he was going to miss that second I, match, so. I, to- I totally did, I, expe- I expected to see Clichy, though. Yeah, and I think Clichy wasn't even on the bench, if memory serves. Yeah, I didn't even see that. Yeah, but anyway, that was all messed up, so, yeah. uh, I just hate Kolarov a whole lot. All right. Yeah. Um, so off the back of that, uh, we mentioned a lot of players that could be dropped. Uh, well, no, we didn't. That's not true. Uh, we talked about players. Lies. Prizes. You're <laughs> lying. You're right. Uh, whose prizes rose and fell, but everyone just got their wild card. Mm-hmm. Rob, tell them what they should do with that wild card. Um, if you stick it in your pocket next to the Amazon.com gift card you got at Christmas and hold on to it. Yep. Don't because, freaking use it. Because... This is a strategy. This game is a strategy. This is chess, not checkers. What you want to do is you set your roster up perfectly. There's going to be – there's what? Two two double weeks already planned, Kev? That yep. Are, yep. Late so, January, early February, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what you do is you set your roster up. You play your wild card before the one. If you're not comfortable with your team and you're not going into the double fixture, if you don't have enough guys or enough or two free transfers at your, you know, your discretion, you use your wild card. And then the next week, Kev, what do you do? Then you play your all-out attack. You play your all-out attack. Yep. It, it's as simple as that. It's like stealing without stealing because all these, you know, these chips. You know? Mm-hmm. Or crisps if you're British. Crisps, whatever. <laughs> oh, speaking, speaking of crisps, crisps, you know, like, you know Ritz crackers, right? I do. Everybody loves Ritz crackers. Mm-hmm. They're good in soup. They're good in soup with peanut butter, whatever, anything. They, I love it. The holiday season, they come out with the chocolate-covered Ritz. Yeah. Those are the best dude ever. salt plus oh chocolate God. is like the best thing that people sleep on well i mean it's in the, it's in the same realm as with like threesomes and maybe twins but yeah what about me. a threesome with twins and townhouse chocolatey cookies sea salt caramels Ooh. Ooh. tell the truth son yeah there's, <laughs> there's nothing better than twins and sea salt caramel <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely not the title yeah. uh <laughs> And have the girls be named Sea Salt and Carmel. Oh man, that is an interesting strip club you're attending. 
Uh, we're going to move along before we get cut off air. Uh, talk about our starts. Hey, I already talked about him. It's your boy. No, it's not. It's my boy. It's Harry Kane. Mentioned him already in price changes. Faces an Everton defense that have conceded 12 goals in their last six matches. Averaging just one clean sheet every five on the season. I, I think Kane has an excellent chance of getting uh, on the score sheet this weekend. Other options that you should definitely already own. One of Giroud. Great matchup. Vardy, uh, I enjoyed last week mentioning uh, what my cousins have said, because this is where I'm out here uh, for the holidays. So I asked uh, my cousin Ben uh, what he felt of the three, Giroud, Vardy, or Harry Kane, who he wanted. He said, I have faith in Jamie Vardy. So uh, take that as you will. He uh, doesn't follow soccer at all. But uh, the the call last week uh, wasn't bad. (laughs) Um... So we'll say that. Uh, Jordan Ayew is a player that has been performing well. Uh, we talk about players that are the only decent ones at their entire club. Uh, Jordan Ayew at uh, Aston Villa is that. I mentioned in my article a week ago that I thought he would definitely get on the score sheet over this winter fixture period. He did. Uh, and I think you know, it's hard to, It's hard to own him in the dot-com league because it means you're missing out on somebody that you can actually trust. It's but, hard to own anybody from Villa. To be oh, honest. absolutely. I mean, but I mean, but AU is an interesting option in deeper uh, draft style leagues. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, in midfield, just mentioned him a little bit earlier. Dusan Tadic, six point eight, very streaky, two assists in two games. Norwich this week could really propel him to do better. And then it's the week of players that were really good in the first half of last season. I think mm-hmm. Gilfie Sigurdsson has looked much better lately, getting a lot more shots on target. The free kicks are starting to look a lot more accurate. The passes are looking more crisp. Uh, so I, I like Gilfie Sigurdsson for the near future. Uh, and in defense, uh, you were just poo-pooing on Southampton defenders. I was, Yeah, I did remember that right. It would be their first clean sheet since November 7th. But against Norwich, I, I like these Southampton guys against Norwich. I don't like them on the whole at all. Uh, but if Norwich continue to insist on rotating Cameron Jerome in for Mbokane... I don't hate I don't hate that I really don't. Uh, so I know you just said to get rid of them. If you have them, I'd say you know like we were saying before with the Vardy thing, this is a good matchup. Maybe wait on them this week, and if they let you down in this match, then you can in all good conscience clear yourself of them and be like, I gave you a chance against Norwich, and you couldn't mm-hmm. even do that. I'm done. Yeah, it's a good time to not get burned. You know, I mean, if if it if anything gets helps put play Norwich and you get and you lose, then you deserve to lose. So, I mean, that's the way I look at it. Yep. Those are some good you, – you labeled, like, 12 people for your sits. Oh, man. Stu- yeah, for I your kinda, stunts. I kind of ruined that for you, huh? I have nobody left on my whole seat. <laughs> no, mm. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'll start, <laughs> I'll start in the back. Uh, I like what I saw out of, out of uh, the Leicester defense against City this week. Uh, I'm going to go with the captain of the Swiss team, Christian Fuchs. Oh, he's so good. Uh, that he, ball that he sent into Vardy. Oh, it, yeah, it was nasty. Uh, you know, <clears throat> everybody likes to play, and I know a lot of a lot of players in the official game. They like to just roster one defender from the top six defend defend. You know, the six standings teams. They, they don't even worry about clean sheets. They just like having one defender. Yeah. I mean, looking at the Leicester squad, who else are you gonna? You're not gonna roster West. West Morgan? No. Stop. Robert the Huth, the, Robert the I mean, bacon Jamaican. Bake. Stop it. West Morgan. Is a, <laughs> He was such a nice host to me when I was in Jamaica. It's not even funny. He hosted me. We had some, you know, fried plantains. Some intimate moments, maybe? Oh, totally, totally. Yeah. He put on the Cisco CD. He just, <laughs> you know, 
Did you, know, you listen to a little out. bit of the thong song? No, no, it was it was the it was the B side of the of the thong song. I think. Oh, it was, uh, slippers. Mm. It, was, it was a song about slippers. Yeah, um, the the well known Cisco song slippers. Yeah, yeah. So Christian Fuchs got to own a guy from Leicester. They're a top flight squad. Why not? They got their first clean in God knows how long. So and they did it against City. They're playing against Bournemouth. Bournemouth's struggling. And if you want to go for a, a secondary choice and the guy that. We mentioned the uh, the Stoke defenders. Um, the guy that's getting no love there, and he's going to play because guess what? When he's playing, he gets the strap on his arm. How about Ryan Shawcross? Uh, yeah. You know, Stoke Stoke is showing that they're going to be a top eight to ten team, and there's going to be no doubt about it because yeah. their style of play. Basically, Stoke comes out and says, "Listen, want to play? All right, cool. We'll play this way too, because and we're going to beat you at it." That's basically yeah. what Stoke does right now. They want to play. You want to play defensive? Fine, we'll play defensive, and then we'll beat you. That's what's going to happen. But Ryan Shawcross, least owned uh, Stoke defender, price tag's four point seven, four point eight. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Um. Here we've talked before about maybe having drops in the show. Probably not going to happen anytime soon. But here's one. A stat I think I remember. I mm-hmm. think I saw somewhere that Shawcross hasn't conceded a goal this year. Yeah. It's, that it's, every. It's, is that real? I believe I believe that's true. Yeah, it's just one of those ones that you, like, see as you're scrolling through Twitter. And you're like, oh, what if that's true? But then you just move on with your life? Yeah. But I, I feel like I saw that somewhere. Uh, he, no, it's it can't be true because he played 90 and he just gave up three to Everton. Ah, it's, well, what about before that? He gave up two to Crystal Palace. Dang. And two to, Sun, two to Sunderland, but he came on in the 46th minute. But maybe it was came, after those. Only, yeah, maybe it was. I th- it was before those. There was four. There was four games. Oh, there you go. All right. Uh, well, that was a stat I think I remember. Fake stats <laughs> from around the world. <laughs> well, I uh, apologize. That was super wrong. Don't listen to me. All right. Yeah. So that, those are my two defenders: Fuchs, Shawcross. Mm. Uh, through the midfield, I mentioned them just a second ago, and you you like Jordan Ayew. I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna give a tout to another Villa guy, Jordan Veratut. Yeah. Only, only because there's nobody in Villa you're really gonna own. And I try to pick up guys that are not owned, and he's giving decent return. He's had he's had an assist on three of the last five Aston Villa goals. I know Villa isn't the off, offensive juggernaut, but he's got three three assists out of the last five goals. Yeah. Which, uh, if I remember the stats right, I think seven of their last nine have been scored by AU. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, something I mean, like that. So, but, God, but, uh, I'm really iffy on these stats right yeah, now. Yeah, maybe. I need to travel less. This is yeah. this is really shady work for me. Yeah. So, if you want a more mainstream uh, option at midfield for my start, I'm going to go with Yaya this week. I think that this is a game that everybody who has Yaya says, "Haha, this is why I told you. I this is why I've been holding on to him." And everybody who doesn't own him is going to be like, "Damn it! I knew I should have brought in Yaya this week." <laughs> All they're, fingers at this guy. You know they're, they're they're playing against Watford, uh, or at Watford. You know I I could see this game being like three to two, three to one in City's favor. Even though I love Watford and I I think they'll be a, they'll they'll make it a tough game. I think the City just pulls away at the end. I, I I could see Yaya having a goal, and I'm not going to say it's not going to PK, but it might be on a PK. But I like the way he's been playing, and he he seems to have found a nice little fit, and he's finding his form better with the players that are actually around him. Figueros and KDB and and Silva actually full and healthy. Uh, up top, I'm just going to pat myself on the back because I called this on the last podcast and I told everybody you should bring him in. 
Christian Pinteki. Yeah. Hmm. Going too. He's straight. looked awful, but he's scoring goals. He he looked very he looked very fluid and, and awake today. Uh, I liked what I saw. I mean. Penteki's one of those streaky guys. He's a, Dude, but he had so many chances that he could have taken. It's it's fine. He's he's getting he's getting chances. He's getting better, chances. Yeah, it's better than him on the bench or splitting time with with someone. Which right or now is Sturridge or Ings or yeah, it's not going to happen. Sturridge. Christian Penteki is one of those runs where he gets hot and everybody picks him up, and then you drop him like he's you know third period French because yeah. he sucks most of the time. But guess what? He's being a fantasy asset right now. So, use it to your advantage. Yeah, um, fun stat for me is that I was just looking up Jordan A.U.'s goal tally to see if I was right about that, which I wasn't because he only has five on the season. Also, suspended this week. So, don't do that. Wait, good start, Kev. Yep. That's uh, okay. All right. (laughs) This This starts it brought to you by (laughs) No-Dos. Go Bearcats. Also, I hate Temple a whole bunch. All right, uh, so hopefully I haven't made any such errors in my sits, which go as such. Aguero, why did you bring him in? He was hurt. There's so many people you can actually trust. Watford's defense is continually impressive, tied with the second most clean sheets of the season on eight. Aguero does have unlimited upside. I'm not saying he's not going to score. I just don't think he's going to score more than one. And uh, so I guess it's really more of a don't captain him, don't get way over your hype. Wait, do get over your hype. David Silva not creating for him nearly the amount that you'd like. Aguero looked a little bit of a step behind in his last match. He had a couple of chances, but kind of wasted them on his own. Not a huge fan of that. Uh, midfielders. Sit any Chelsea midfielder not named Willian. The end. Defense. Sit, sit, sit any Chelsea player, period, not named Willian. Yep, that's real. I, I still think there's some value in Ivanovic. Also, I have Courtois. Remember that one week when I was really sold that Chelsea's defense was going to get better because they held Tottenham? Yeah. Started to think maybe I was wrong. But <laughs> yeah. I did bring in Courtois, and I am going to start him this week uh, over uh, Boaz Myhill, who I also never got rid of. Uh, defenders, I'm sitting this week. Uh, anybody in the Everton Spurs match? I think this is going to be a bit of a shootout. I'm not saying to bench all your Tottenham defenders, but if you're one of those people that has two, or somehow two plus, if you have three Spurs defenders, that's just shocking, and you're a bigger Spurs homer than I, and I didn't know that was legal. If you have three. (laughs) Yeah, but if you have two, maybe just play one, whichever one you feel like you trust more, Um, just because I... You don't don't want to gamble losing that, that clean sheet bonus on two different players. Uh, and I do think it's very likely that Everton do manage to score in this one. Uh, so, yeah, I don't like either of those. I do love Seamus Coleman and Leighton Baines as players, but mm-hmm. for me, Everton defenders are unownable until they start to turn things around. Yeah, com- completely. There, I have a lot of agrees with you on, on the fits. Guero is, is the first one for me. He's becoming that, why, why are you not bringing him in? Why did I bring him in for player? If someone else in your in your mini league has him, you're probably like, haha. If you don't, and you're waiting for Aguero to go off, is basically what's going to happen. It's but like there are people cabin. that are continue to score goals in between. Absolutely, it, and his price tag does not warrant what he is. He basically people there. There was three or four teams in my mini league that that have him and sat him. Like Uh-oh. you don't. Why do you bring in Sergio Aguero to sit? I don't. Uh, that's like buying groceries and throwing them right back out. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't get it. You're spending thirteen million dollars to to have a guy sit on the bench. 
that makes zero sense. Sergio Aguero, if you own him, good for you. I hope he does something for you. If you don't own him, you're probably smarter than the guy who owns him. There you go. Mm. One pat on the back. Shots fired. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Midfield, Jorginho. Sorry, brother. I mentioned the oh, no. stats. Two points in four straight. He's not. He is not what we think he is fantasy wise. In other formats, he contributes slightly better than he does in the official game. But for for the for the way the midfield is structured, there are so many better options right now on consistent scoring teams that you'd want to roster over one of them. That's yeah. okay. He needs Under- to stop playing out wide. Just play in yeah. the freaking midfield, please. He needs, he needs to be a cheating center center mid. That's what mm-hmm. he needs. When he plays on way wide, he gets completely taken out because he can't. He there's nobody out there with him. He needs somebody to play with. You know exactly what Ali is doing right now, playing as a central midfielder that constantly bombs forward. Yeah, they should do that. Yeah, but they're not. They nope. won't. Newcastle. Yeah. Go Jordies. <laughs> uh, and my sits uh for de- for defense, I mentioned it before. If if you're owning a Southampton defender, I'm sorry for you. Ooh, I don't care. Interesting. So so uh, what are we gonna? This sounds like a bet for us. What, what, I, uh, who wins? If because uh, I say Southampton can get a clean sheet, you say they won't. They won't. All right. So what are we? What are we betting then? I'll buy you a canary if they if they, <laughs> if, they, if, they if they concede to the canaries. But do I have to buy you a saint like an indulgence? Yeah, man. You gotta buy me a. You gotta make me a saint. Hmm. I don't know if I have that kind of sway. You might. Um. How much money you got? In your, you just won your fantasy football league, man. You got all types of. <laughs> I'm rolling in the deep, bro. That's how the church um, works, man. You gotta pay them off. <laughs> uh, man, I really want to do this on air, so it's actually interesting. All right. But we'll probably we'll do, have to figure it out. We'll do. Um, I can't think of anything. Yeah, I, I was gonna, how about just like a case of beer? That's easy. Yeah. Well, you're you live in where whereabouts? In, do you live in Kentucky? Lexington at the moment, but I I can send you extra money on 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 a dang check though. Well, that works. I was just, yeah. you could just send me, we could just get me a local brew and I'll get, I'll send you a local brew, a six pack. How's that? Oh, that sounds delightful. Can, can you mail those? Huh. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, you can. Cause I get wine in the mail here. So. Hey, that's a thing. Yeah, right. All right, cool. That's a deal. I say Southampton this week, get a clean sheet. And I, and I say they don't. All right. And there's beer riding on the line and that is a thing held sacred by both of us. And all, and all <laughs> Thousands of people who listen to this can can vouch for us and say, Ooh, "Don't don't welch on your bet." Yeah, they'll be like, "Don't do that." Wow, I really added to that a whole lot. Okay, it's uh, all about the dialogue here, people. It's all about the dialogue. Uh, that might genuinely be the first time that we were just like, "No," to each other. No. We tend to be pretty agreeable. Yeah, because uh, we get we get along. We generally yeah, get along. We've only hung out once, <laughs> but a lot of times in our hearts. In real life, we've only really hung out once, people. But this is actual, genuine friend- friendship over mm-hmm. the social media network. So thank God for them, internets, huh? The the interwebs. Yep, yep. All right. Uh. Uh. So yeah. What are, this is going to be kind of a quicker show. I know you got things to do, but we will hit captains real quick. For me, probably Riyad Mahrez. I've really a little bit, a little bit. I'm not going to say really. I'm a little bit concerned that Vardy and Mahrez have been figured out a little bit. Uh, but like I said, I'm not willing to get out on them just yet. Yeah. The, the, the other option just, okay. So full disclosure, I was telling Rob before I was having really good streak there where I had 60 plus for seven straight weeks with 70 plus in three of those. Mm-hmm. It was going really well until it didn't. I had 32 points in match week 18, 55 this week, 
which combine to be just a little bit more than I got the week before those two weeks. <laughs> uh, and that drop came exactly when I stopped captaining Igalo every week. Uh, got in my head a little bit. Uh, and so I I feel like I owe it to Igalo a little bit. But Mahrez against Bournemouth, it just... Yeah. It's, 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 a good hard, call. it's hard to not do. So I'll, I'm probably going to go Mahrez, but I know in my head that when Igalo gets more points in a worse matchup, I'm just mm-hmm. gonna feel super stupid about it. Who do you got? Um, you know, I have I have two down uh, because we do them from our own teams. Yeah. You know, I, I had Mares as one of mine, and the way that Otsel's playing right now, you, how can you? Yeah, doubt but him? I can't own Otsel, and I feel like that's one of the reasons I'm getting so dumped behind. Yeah, he's I mean, been so good, and the goal of the weekend just. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, Arsenal takes on Newcastle. Newcastle's just shipping goals left yeah. and right. So... Paul Dummett plays for that team as a professional. Yeah, and I actually feel bad for their goalie, you know, at the end of the Rob game. Rob Elliott? Oh, my gosh. He, he, he was having such a great game, and then the header beats him to win it. I was oh, like, oh, oh, the Everton one? Yeah. I was like, Cleverly's oh. forehead? Ugh. Oh, that's oh. the worst. Sorry, Mbemba owners out there. <laughs> Man, Colacini looked like he wanted to run up and kick somebody. Well, Colacini right? also could have actually run towards the ball because he yeah. stopped and watched it go in. Yeah, he could have uh, used that his hair as a parachute. His sideshow bob hair. Yeah, so so for me it's it's Mares or Otsel uh, yeah. this week. Who who do Arsenal space. have? Arsenal. Oh, Newcastle. Newcastle. You just mentioned yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a oof, that's hard to not do, huh? Yeah. It I mean if if there's any Giroud out Giroud owners out there, I'd probably I'd probably tout Giroud, but I don't own Giroud, so uh yeah. but yeah, anybody in the Arsenal game, um you got like. what, what do you feel about Aaron Ramsey? Just on the whole, what do I feel about him? I mean, yeah. I heard he's I heard he's a good guy. He looks good in his suit. Yeah. Mean, oh, you oh you meant fantasy wise? No, I I meant appearance wise. Yeah. Oh, he's he's a good looking guy. I mean, he wears he wears like a thirty eight long. So yeah. Of all the Arsenal players, I don't hate him that much. Him and Gareth Bale are good friends, and I trust Gareth Bale's judgment. Really? Yeah. I mean, not he's that a... hair, but I really no. blame his friends for that. Trust, trust me, nobody's hair in, in any soccer format is, is somebody you'd, you'd pay for advice from. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, if you have that much money, you gotta have a lot of friends, even faux friends. But even even fake friends would be like, what the hell are you doing with your hair, dude? Well, you know? This, this, is what you ha- this is what you do when you have an abundance of money and a lot of time on your hands. You're like, oh, I'm, gonna be, I'm a public figure, I'm on TV, let me mess with the do. Yeah. The know? word on the street is that he's balding a little bit, and so that's why he has the hair pulled over that spot. Who, Bale? Yeah. Yeah, I believe it. Like in The Crown? Yeah, I mean, it happens, dude. Yeah, I mean, hey, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying, just accept it, bro. Like, you don't, yeah. need, to, you don't need to do what is basically the modern version of a comb-over where you look like a weird dragon dude. Just yeah. accept it, you know? I mean, if anybody out there knows Christian Bale's... Uh, Christian Bale, I would say that. <laughs> dude, uh, 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 oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm... Alex Ferguson said that when uh, yeah. Gareth Bale was starting to really hit the form. He's like, we're really scared of uh, what Christian Bale can do. He's like, where is that? <laughs> I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Yep. I'm Batman. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I, everybody has to check out uh, Gareth Bale's you know, mom's lineage of baldness because it runs on the mom's side of the yeah. family. You, know? you go look, is it, see if Kurt, Gareth Bale's mom is bald. If, he, if she's bald, then he's going to be if bald. If Gareth Bale's mom is bald? <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's yeah. a complete given that he's going to be bald. And now you, know why he's got, now you know why he's got a complete coma. Yep. Um, yeah, that's interesting. My uh, maternal grandfather is bald, but I haven't really had any problems with that. I I, I thought it was like a mixture of the two. Mm-hmm. My dad's side is like super hair. 
Yeah. No. I, I, is it is it just the maternal side? I thought that's the dominant. Your mom is mm. the dominant in hair. So uh, I hope not. My hair is like my second best feature. I'm just, uh, I'm just gonna get a tube. I don't, I don't care. I'll just I'm just gonna get toupee. a really bad toupee. Yeah, yeah. Just rock it, rock it, and get a whole. Dude, lot you of, could like, run for president in the U.S. I'll get like a whole. Are you? Like, lot of, here's like, the real question. Big wing collar shirt. Are you racist enough to run for president yes. the way Trump is? Oh wait. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Wait. Mm. Well, it, it's funny that I read a I read a thing that was comparing Trump to Hitler. Oh it's pretty, good. It's, it's pretty funny. Uh, so if anybody has a, uh, access to a computer, just type that in. It's He's going to make nice. America great again. That was one of yeah. those big things. Yeah, make Germany great again. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm not really into politics. Uh, <laughs> nobody I really like is ever going to run. But you have so. to if you wear a toupee. That's what I'm pretty sure. Well, that's true. I mean, yeah. unless it's like a really like bad toupee and then you're just basically segregated from society and you probably live in a shack in Wyoming. And then you also need friends. Gareth Bale. People with toupees need more friends. That's yeah. my thing. Just accept where you're at, man. I think that's really what you should take from this podcast. Not all the fantasy advice stuff, but just, you know, if you're a little bit heavier than you want to be, just accept it. Don't keep wearing your tight clothes, trying yeah. to fool yourself. Just, just accept. Accept eat. who you are, you gotta man. Eat. Everybody's I mean, got to eat. Yeah, I'm not saying, like, don't work out and don't try to get better, but, like, don't, don't, you know... There's way too much dishonesty in the world for you to lie to yourself. I guess that's what I'm saying. If you're bald, just be fine with it. If you put on a few extra pounds, so does everybody. A, it's the holiday season. B, McDonald's thinks it's perfectly fine to sell you like a 64-ounce drink for a dollar. Just, mm-hmm. just you know, I'm not saying blame your environment, but you are a product of it. And accept mm-hmm. where you are. It doesn't mean to not stop striving to be better, but you are where you are. and Just accept that, you know? It sounds like a motivational thing. It makes me want to go like adopt a kitten right now. Oh, dude, so many kittens, though. Uh, uh, what else? Oh, right, our teams. Uh, like I said, Erickson one more week. But uh, he is no longer the catalyst for the Tottenham attack, which was why he held so much value previously. Doesn't have that credit to his name anymore. The interesting thing is that Moussa Dembele is now likely out two to four weeks. Mm-hmm. So if that means Ali gets pushed back and Erickson gets pushed to the middle and Sunder Chadley plays on the left, all of a sudden, it could be really interesting. That's why I'm waiting a week. It's not just me giving him an extra week because he's a Tottenham player, but because there could be a formational shift. Tottenham did play three at the back mm-hmm. uh, against Watford, which was very interesting. It didn't help Erickson at all, but yeah. uh, it does make things interesting. I think it very much hurts Dyer's value. I'm not yeah. saying to drop him because every time I tell you to do something with a Tottenham defender, it's immediately wrong. Uh, but what do you what do you think about Lamella? You think Lamella can oh. do anything? Lamela has been phenomenal lately. Um, That's why if, I ask. Cause yeah, looks like he's been, he's in form and he's he's getting into the system that with Ali up up in the middle. So I think he's finding his niche. He is. He definitely is. Uh, I don't actually know his uh, FPL price offhand. If you're in deeper leagues, based on how I've seen him play, I can only assume that his stats have fallen in line with the fact that he has had probably five or six really good performances consecutively mm-hmm. and has taken over the creative role from Erickson. Bella mm-hmm. Ali can largely create for himself and he can make that final pass, but he's not really a, uh, you know, kind of stereotypical creator, yeah, but facilita- Lamela facilitator is the word. Yeah. But, but Lamela is absolutely that kind of class technician on the ball. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I do love Eric Lamela. I, I, you know what? I will look into that and probably tweet it out later. Uh, I, what, what is he? Probably in the sevens. Actually, he's got to be. 
Well, he's got to be like he's probably no more than, than Adam Lallana. They're probably about the same. Oh. probably like probably like seven Do you want to do another bet? I tell you that Eric Lamela is a better footballer than Adam Lallana. Well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't want to take that bet at all? <laughs> oh wow, Lamela on six point eight, only one percent owned. Uh, what else has he done lately? What's his, retur- What's his return? It's probably like two, three, two, two, two. Uh, this last match nine, three, three, two, two, one, zero, two, six, seven, two, one, twelve, two, four, zero, two, one, one. I like uh, I like the vo- I like the volume of that. <laughs> it reflects the the points. So yeah, in the dot com game, maybe not, especially as things change up a little bit. But there has there's no arguing that he has looked a lot better and is now a definite starter, which was not sure mm-hmm. for a while. Uh. Actually, this is a, a very quick thing, uh, just just super, super fast. Are you starting to think, especially as people want to use their wild cards but shouldn't, what it, what uh, kind of weight do you put into players whose positions will probably be strengthened in the January window? Like, are there players that you're a little iffy on because teams might bring in players to compete with them? I'm not even... Th- I, you're not there yet? Every, That's yeah, fair. everything right now is speculation on players yeah. coming in. And even the guys coming in, I mean, I know there's some big names being mentioned, but a lot of the, the teams that are bringing in players are going to be, you know, secondary or tertiary moves to, to strengthen depth. I, I don't think anybody's going to come in and, and, and replace anybody huge, yeah. you know, but, you know, maybe those secondary guys that'll get a little, that'll carve out a little run in each team like the, like the Crystal Palaces. You know, that's the biggest thing to me. I'm. It's funny. Every I was talking in a conversation, and they were like asking me. I remember we said uh, a couple weeks ago who would be the biggest transfer in, and I said Bale as a, as a, as a goof. <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting to think. You know, I'm I'm I keep reading the, the Charlie Austin stuff, yeah. but he's one guy that's going to come back in, and you know, people who play you know the, the FPL format have a really good memory of how well they he performed for them last year. I'm 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 willing to see. I'm wondering where if he where and if he lands anywhere, and what the effect of the forward situation, you know, results from that. That'd be a, that'd be an interesting thing. Villa, Norwich, or Bournemouth make him a very interesting option. I think Crystal Palace. Ooh, so if, yeah, because we don't know what's going on with Wickham. God, how shady was Pardew's comments on Bolassi and Wickham's injury? Yeah, he was like, I don't know, like a monthish. Like yeah. what? I don't know, somewhere around there. Yeah, who knows? They're only two of our best players. Whatever. Yeah. Um, all right, well, we'll we'll keep people apprised as moves actually happen. The reason I brought it up is because it does look like a deal for Sandro, the Barcelona one, not mm-hmm. the former Tottenham midfielder. Yeah. It does look like that's a goer. Um, so th- the only reason I brought it up is because you mentioned Lamela and I said that he's a locked-on starter. Even if we did bring in Sandro, I think that he's really probably going to be used more as back up to Kane. I think he's basically replacing Clinton and G, who looks like mm-hmm. he's going to be out for a while with a knee injury. Where he's going to be a Europa League option. He's not a primary option in either position, but secondary in both right wing and striker. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. be worried about that. But that is a move that uh, right now I'd probably say is probably 70% uh, likely to happen. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, well, it is the holiday season. You've been, you've been uh, drinking on anything holiday-y? No, I'm, I'm taking it easy, man. I've been, I've been kind of Yeah, you've been hitting it hard. Oh, yeah. I've been surrounded by too much family. I had, like, the head cold there for a minute. Yeah, I've been congested. That's no fun. All, I've been congested as all get out. Yeah. Well, I've been hitting a little Blue Moon Gingerbread Spice Dale. Not on purpose. It was a big old sampler pack. And I just pulled out the one that was in the front. But there was a horchata one that was really delicious that I had a couple days ago. Nice. Yeah, nice. pretty good. Nice. But, yeah. All right. Uh, well, we are out of uh, 
our time. It's probably going to be a little bit of a shorter show, but uh, tell the people where they can reach you. Uh, as always, you can find me at soccer.rasball.com or you can find me at Twitter at, at Smokey underscore Lugie. That's L-O-O-G-Y. Or you can find me on this podcast because we're always here. We have no lives. We like to talk about soccer and have fun. I mm-hmm. mean, what's, what's better than that? Yeah, right? Tell the truth. Absolutely. T R double O F. Yeah, I plead the fifth. Fifth, fifth. <laughs> Love it. Uh, was that was that you? You done? Yeah, I'm done, man. That's, Great. I'm, I leave. I lead a sheltered life. I'm not all over like Kevin. <laughs> well, uh, I am the uh, a host, not the host. I'm a host of two. Kevin Debris on Twitter at Kevruff, right over at blog.playtalk.com and theeaglesbeak.com. I uh, host this show. This this will be going up on Thursday. You may also be getting the EPL roundtable on Thursday. That might be on Friday. Not really sure how we're going to disperse that, but we wanted to avoid uh, recording with people on New Year's Eve, give people the holiday there. Uh, but those will be coming out, and uh, listen to them and such. But uh, in the meantime, I'd like to wish you a happy birthday, Rob. Wish happy, happy birthday. <laughs> happy uh, New Year. Happy birthday and New Year. Happy no. Jesus' birthday. Happy Jesus' um, post-Jesus' post birthday. Yep. Uh, happy after party for Jesus. Um, nice. But, um, yeah, happy new year to Rob and happy new year to all of you guys listening out there. It's been a pleasure as always. We'll be back next week. More fantasy advice and more beer if Rob's feeling better. Peace. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.